From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from an anonymous donor from Ottawa, Ontario. This Mass is offered for the eternal happiness of her husband, Gunter, and the deceased members of their families. On behalf of the faithful in Canada and around the world gathered for this celebration, we thank our donor for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that the course of our world may be directed by your peaceful rule, and that your Church may rejoice untroubled in her devotion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of the Lord. Let those who hate him 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And might not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from his bondage on the Sabbath day? When Jesus said this, all his opponents were put to shame, 
and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Many people today tend to think of Jesus primarily, if not exclusively, as a remarkable religious and moral teacher, as someone who offers those who take the time to read the Gospels an attractive vision of what we as human beings can and should be. That vision is marked by compassion, mercy, forgiveness, peace, and above all, love. Love of those who are close to us, our family and friends. Love also of those who are somewhat further away, those who are different in one way or another from us, including those we might even think of as our enemies. Jesus also cares about the world and all that is in it. He sees it as something entrusted to us by its creator. He cares in a special way for all human life, especially the life of those who are the most vulnerable among us. The vision which Jesus offers is in many ways radically different from the way that many people today tend to think and to act. Some are unaware of his teaching, while others find it too difficult, too much at odds with the dominant values of contemporary Western society. For them it is a beautiful dream, an ideal which they wish were possible, but can't believe that is. From the beginning of Christianity, believers were aware of a paradox at the heart of the gospel. The vision it offers is attractive and full of promise, something which many of us would love to see, not only in our families, but also in the way we interact with one another in the broader society. The paradox runs all through the Bible, beginning with the accounts of creation. At every step of God's creative activity, the book of Genesis tells us, he declares that what he has made is good. The process comes to a climax on the sixth day of creation when God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. The question with which the authors of Genesis and countless others have struggled over the centuries is how is it possible that something solemnly declared by God to be good, indeed very good, could so rapidly have become the kind of world that we know, a world marked on the one hand by beauty, love, and goodness, and on the other, marred by anger, and violence, war, and terror, greed, and injustice, and all the many forms of destructive and self-destructive behavior which continue to haunt us as individuals and as members of society. St. Paul describes <clears throat> what is negative and destructive in us as works of the flesh, that is, things that people do who are turned in on themselves, who are self-centered and selfish. 
over against such people. Paul contrasts what he calls the spiritual person, the person who lives according to the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the living Christ. For most Christians, Jesus is more than a gifted teacher. He comes from God in order to renew our lives, to renew creation itself. Some of the greatest of Israel's prophets recognized that it was not enough to simply tell people how they should act. Many already knew it. What they lacked was an inner transformation, a spiritual empowerment that would enable them to do what they knew to be right. The prophet Ezekiel imagines a future intervention of God in the life of Israel in which he will give to the people a new heart and a new spirit. I will remove from your body, God declares through the prophet, the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Jeremiah, in a similar vein, predicted that God would make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, a covenant that we've written, not on tablets of stone, but on the human heart. This, Christians believe, is what Jesus is pointing to when he identifies the cup of wine he shares at the Last Supper as the new covenant in his blood. Today's reading from Paul's letter to the Romans reminds us that the ministry of Jesus is inseparable from the presence and activity of the Spirit. His presence in our hearts, in our church, in our world. The ministry reveals of Jesus, the ministry is inseparable from the presence and activity of the Spirit. Although Jesus is no longer present with us in the way that he was with his disciples some 2,000 years ago, he continues to be with us through the gift of the Spirit. It is the presence of the Spirit that alone enables us to live the life that Jesus preached. The Spirit is a bond that unites us with Jesus and helps us to become ever more one with him. St. Paul, like us, did not know Jesus during his earthly ministry. He came to faith in him as the risen Lord, as someone who is still very much alive and present in the life and in the community. Paul's ideal was not just to follow the teaching and example of Jesus, but to become ever more one with him. On one occasion, he went so far as to say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. On another occasion, Paul asked, Who will separate me from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril, or the sword? No, he answers. In all things, we are more than conquerors through the one who loves us.
Today's first reading is part of a longer passage in which Paul exults in the gift of the Spirit, a gift which is at work in us throughout the course of our life, making us children of God, and if children, heirs with Christ. The Spirit, Paul declares, has a special role to play at the moment of our death. If the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he says, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through that same Spirit. At death, the Spirit brings our life in Christ to fulfillment. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all of us that are sharing in this Mass will deepen our sense of the living Christ and of the presence of His Spirit in our lives. Let us pray to the Lord. For all those in the Daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially our students and all who support them, that they will both experience the love of Christ and bring that love into the world, let us pray to the Lord. For all those who have suffered or are suffering physically, psychologically, or economically from the COVID-19 pandemic, let us pray to the Lord. For our deceased relatives and friends, and for those who have died this past night, that they will be brought to eternal life in God, let us pray to the Lord. Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity, became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Bless us, Gracious God, we ask Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. O God, who provide gifts to be offered in your, to your name and count our oblations as signs of our desire to serve you with devotion, we ask of your mercy that what you grant as the source of merit may also help us to attain merit's reward through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him you have been pleased to renew all things, giving us all a share in his fullness. For though he was in the form of God, he emptied himself, and by the blood of his cross brought peace to all creation. Therefore he has been exalted above all things, and to all who obey him has become the source of eternal salvation. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, 
and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us give one another the sign of peace. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Nourished by your saving gifts, we beseech your mercy, Lord, that by this same sacrament with which you feed us in the present age, you may make us partakers of life eternal. Through Christ, our Lord. 
Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass.